Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Peak to pit. Allie Pitt. Oh, I almost said Allie Pittinger. Ew. You did. That was weird. PJ Pittinger. You are listening to Peak to Pit. This is God. What week are we in? 12? Week 12. It's almost over. Oh, that makes me really sad. I don't love that. I I don't love that we're in week 12. I do love that Florida got another W. Um, They did. Played well. Saw you guys there. Um, Bowl eligible. That was important. I know you don't think it was important, but. I did not say that. I said it was, it's less important now than it used to be in the past. Well, um, I think that that's potentially a fair statement, yeah, but I think I also think it's more or less important based on new or like, I don't think it's necessarily that important for Alabama. Uh, their system is installed. They are plug and play at this point. I think it's more yeah. important for a coach that is installing a new system and trying to kind of make the turnover from somebody else's players to his players. I would agree with that. But I still think that like, a first-year coach five years ago when there wasn't an early signing day and things like that, like it would it would mean more. Yeah. Um, I think it does, it, you know, it, it is becoming less and less. I, you know, and, and with playoff um, expansion and conference realignment, it, it will be interesting to see just kind of what happens with the Bulls in general. I know that you're a big Bull fan. I've always been a big Bull, Bull fan, and as much as I crap on them, like I'll still watch every one of them. But it will be interesting to see – how the bulls change because yeah. they do they do need to change like something needs to change about them um whether that be an expanded playoff and so you have more meaningful games we've talked about that before mike we just have I, more I, games to get to the same results is exactly what would happen which is fine with me i think you just have less options. i mean listen right? i don't have any issue with my... more games to get to that i just my only issue is with and the I don't argument think you have... I don't think you have more game. Go ahead. Sorry. What's your only issue? Uh, I was going to say my only issue is the argument that like you're getting them and you don't make this argument. So we make that clear. But um, I, I feel like the argument that like we're getting a more true champion is the argument that kills me about expanding the playoffs. We're not going to get any different champion yeah, than I, we get each year. We're just going to get more games to potentially get to that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't agree with that either. I, I think you're right. But, yeah, my my big argument for it, for anybody that's watching or listening for and you, and you haven't heard this, is if you expand the playoffs, you'll have less opt-outs because people do want to compete. If you're that 7 or 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 team, somewhere in there, you do want to try against Alabama. You're not opting out of a, of a chance to upset them. And then if you're, if you're in that – if you're in that 17 to – 
25 range, like how many of those guys are truly opting out anyway? You know, right. like those right. teams with like three. and So I just think you'd, you'd have a little bit better bowl season. I'm not even necessarily for more games. I think you make some of those early round games or first or second round games, your bowl games, right? Like you, you then call the, the sure. first round matchup, you just call that your cheese it bowl or your Gasparilla bowl or whatever, you know, however yeah, you but I do think, that. I mean, you're, when you're expanding the playoffs, there are more playoff games to get to the championship. Maybe not more For games sure. overall. If you're but, but the same number of, you could just do the same sure. number of bowl games at the end of the day. And I think you reduce, if you do that, you probably reduce the schedule by a game or two. I think you have to, otherwise you are you know, are put are upping the injury risk to these kids, which I don't. I'm, you you may have to get rid of a buy game or two, right? Like a yeah. game you you pay it, you know, teams to yeah. to come and play. And so, anyway, all right, let's do a shout out, and then we'll get underway and start talking about both of our two big wins this weekend, two cupcakes this upcoming weekend, and then. Um, Rivalry week after that. So let's, uh, from Tallahassee to the Keys, you can call Brunt Insurance. Greg Brunt and the team will take care of you. 954-589-2204. Whether it's a boat, home, car, motorcycle, RV, trailer, whatever you've got that's got wheels, scooter, bicycle, rollerblades, whatever. Call Greg and the team. You can go to bruntinsurance.com. He'll get you taken care of. But we would suggest you call 954-589-2204. Brunt Insurance get you taken care of anywhere in the great state of Florida. Big Gator fan. I wonder if he's going up to Tallahassee in a couple of weeks. But uh, call Greg, see if he can save you some money, see if he can get you taken care of. You going to Tallahassee in two weeks? I am not. Uh, uh, terrible fan. I will be watching it from home. But I'm excited, though, honestly. I think it's shaping up to be um, – I don't know if meaningful is really an appropriate word, but like a, a really fun, potentially good matchup. I think it's a game that both teams should be into probably more than they maybe have in the last few years. I think the game always means something, right? It's a rivalry game, but I feel like both teams are kind of on the upswing, trending in the right direction, and it should be a good one. Yeah, I think so too. Let's do some let's do some real early thoughts on that. Then we'll we'll, okay. we'll kind of go in reverse. So, and tell me if you I think this is very fair, okay? You're probably not going to agree. You think it's fair. But I think this is fair. I think both teams are pretty even. Right now Caesar Sportsbook has it as Florida State is a touchdown favorite, and I I think that's fair. I think anything from 4 to 7 would be fair. I think 3 or less would be Kind of weird because I, I don't think that the teams have been right. even this year. So I do think that Florida State's slightly better and they're playing at home, which you usually get three points for that. Right. So Caesar's telling you like, hey, on a neutral field, they're three, four points better. Um, I think that Florida State is a more balanced team. I think that Florida State has a better uh, passing attack than Florida. I think Florida's rushing attack might be slightly better. But I do think Florida State's rushing attack is is also very, very good. I would probably give Florida State the slight edge on defense. Um, advanced analytics have Florida State in the top 25-ish of defense. Florida's pretty far down from there. So I do think that Florida State has the edge in the game. Um, I do think they're a more balanced team. I think playing at home helps them. All that said, I think Anthony Richardson is the most dynamic player in the game. And he is special enough to go off 
and win a game by himself. Now, I'm not right. predicting that he does that. No, but I he has do the think. But so, you know, all that seemed fair enough. Like, again, I, I think that there are pros mm. for Florida. I think I think Jordan Travis is a much better passer than Anthony Richardson is right now. I give a I give a slight edge to Florida on the rushing attack because of what AR can do. Um, defense, slight edge to Florida State. And then from there, I think the rest of the team is, is pretty even. Offensive lines are both um, really good. So, I mean, I don't I, – I honestly think Florida gets not a slight edge in the rushing game. I think that Florida is by far – the best rushing team. I still think overall Florida state's offense is better. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, but I, but with the caveat of if both teams play to their capability, I think Florida has the better offense. I don't think that we've necessarily seen that much. So Florida state gets the nod there um, in my mind. What do you, what do you base that on? Um, Because I think the ceiling of our quarterback is higher. So I think when you couple that with an already better rushing game, if you have the quarterback with the higher ceiling, it makes your whole offensive ceiling higher. I'm not predicting. I just don't think he's, I mean, like, have you seen him at his ceiling at all this year for a complete game? For a complete game? No, no. Passing the ball. I so like, I mean, yeah. um, If he comes out and throws like Tom Brady, yeah. I mean, Florida will win, but he's just never, I mean, I've just never seen him do that. Ever. Yeah, I mean, I. Whereas I, Jordan Travis is a top three quarterback according to PFF when it comes down to like his throwing grades this year. I mean, you yourself said he's the most dynamic. He it has the potential to be the most rushing dynamic football player. Yeah, I mean, like field. running the ball. I, I mean, yeah. I think, I think Florida has a you know a, a decent offense. Defense is where Florida has struggled this season although seem to be trending in the right direction definitely not in the place where i could say i think they have a better defense than florida state but i think that uh gator fans are happy with the direction the defense is moving in um i think it's a pretty evenly matched game i do i think that um i I do think you get a little bit of a nod for home field advantage um i think that florida state has played more complete games this season than florida has played so i don't necessarily argue with the line um, at all, but I also think uh, it's going to be a close game. I don't think that there is, I, I'm honestly will be surprised if Florida state wins by more than seven points. Uh, I can see why Vegas has it at seven. Um, but I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not overly concerned. This is, this is not like a foregone conclusion in my mind that Florida state wins. Yeah. I think that what Florida state has, has done well is they have um, played up um, similarly to Florida and played well, but not well enough against most of the good teams they've played, right? Mm -hmm. Played Wake close when Wake was really rolling, played NC State close, blew that game, but played NC State close, Mm -hmm. played Clemson close, um, and lost those three games. But I will say that I think – that Florida seems to be starting to do that now. And, and I don't I don't mean to sound like such a hater. I don't know how much you can really take away from the A&M and the South Carolina games because they are just – both those teams are just so incompetent right now and, and just really struggling that I think you and, – and I really don't know that you'll be able to take much away from the Vandy game too. It's just, you know, one of the worst teams. Although, shout out to them for finally getting an SEC win against Kentucky. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that the test really will be Florida State. You know, what what they look like there – what Florida State's done a good job really all year of is when they play a bad team, they've just beaten the dog crap out of them, right? Yeah. And and done that all year from Duquesne to Boston College 
to um, Georgia Tech, Miami, and Syracuse. They're outscoring opponents 124 to 22 over the last three games. That's ridiculous, both on offense and defense. And so that will get even crazier this weekend because they play a bad Louisiana team. And so, yeah, I think you're right about that. I think Florida State has played more complete games. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, when we play Miami, people, you know, people love the cliche of like, oh, throughout the rival or throughout the records, um, it's a rivalry game. None of that stuff matters. And I just disagree with that against Miami. We were just that much better. <laughs> like, like that. But I fully agree with that against Florida. Yeah. I, think I mean, I a, think that that I is think, a statement you can make in most rivalry games. I think that going into didn't. the season, we would have made that that right. argument but probably that week, against Florida State and Miami. But things have fallen off yeah. for Miami. And Florida State is trending in the right direction. So, yeah. I think but that I do think against that Florida that week yeah. was hard. But that is a true statement for this Against game, Florida. I think. I think so. Yeah. I think that, you know, last year, I think that both teams are taking care of the ball much, much better than they were last year. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say that last year in the game, Florida State had three turnovers and Florida had three turnovers. If either team does that this year, assuming that the other team doesn't match, there's no way they're winning, right? Right. Like, I agree with um, that. I think that you've got to really take care of the ball in this one. I do think that because both rushing attacks are really, really good, um, I think that both teams will lean on that. I think um, so too. Right now, Florida rushes for 225 yards a game and Florida State rushes for 214 yards a game. So you're talking about an 11-yard difference. It's you know, pretty similar there. Um, big difference is the passing game at this point. Like I said, a little bit, a little bit more balanced on Florida State's side. But I think that both teams will look to run the ball a lot. Um, I think the weakness of our defense is the secondary. Um, huh, same. Though, they've, though they've, they have been a lot better recently. I will say that. Yeah. Like they've, they've played a lot better these last three games. Um, and really even against Clemson, you know, Clemson scored, you know, what, 34 points and like 17 of that came off of short fields and turnovers. So I, you know, I think they, they even really kind of look good in the, in the game before that against Clemson. So I think the secondary has gotten better for Florida State. I do again. I, I think that Florida's defense has gotten better. They I have. just think they. I think they also played a really, really banged up A and M, and then a bad South Carolina. I mean, I think I think TJ that you tend to make more of the bad teams that Florida plays and less of the bad teams that Florida State plays. Um, I, I um, are A and M and South Carolina good? No. Do they have? a decent amount of talent on them. Do they have? Yeah, they do. I don't, Florida's defense is trending in the right direction. I don't care who the opponent was. I've sat in the stands and watched almost every single one of these games this year. This defense looks different than it did at the beginning of the season. It looks for sure different than it did at the middle point of the season. And not just because they're playing, they were playing Georgia versus playing South Carolina. This team is um, making the steps to, get better. Are they a good defense at this point? I wouldn't personally say that. I think that that's a stretch, but I think that they are a lot better than they were. I think that they are, I don't know if it's that coaches have adapted the scheme or it's because we've got some different players move, you know, going into positions for one reason or another. Um, But I like what I see from Florida's defense. I think that you're also seeing them swarm the ball more, which is something that I have complained about this season that they weren't doing at the beginning. I think that they, um, 
uh, are getting to the quarterback more. They're getting a lot more pressure up front. That's something that wasn't happening at all uh, the beginning of the season. It's interesting, too, because now that Britton Cox is not there, Florida is actually getting way more of a push than they were before, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it is what is happening. Um, so, I, you know, I think the defense gets needs to get a little bit of credit here, and I've been one of the biggest critics of Florida's defense all season long. I don't, I don't think that there, at least from the eye test, that there is any remarkable differences between these two teams. I don't, I think that it's okay and fair to give Florida state the edge in the majority of the categories because they have won more games or at the very least been more complete in these games. But I also do think they're playing in a different conference. So I don't know that I judge, I take that with a grain of salt too. But this, for all intents and purposes, is a pretty evenly matched game. You get a little bit of credit for being in Tallahassee, so that's that is an advantage there. I think, uh, you know, I don't think there's a huge. Maybe you have a different opinion on this, but I don't think there's a huge coaching discrepancy in terms of uh, game day coaching ability. At least not that I've seen from from either coach. So I don't really think that there's a nod that you put there. Um, uh, I'm uh, yeah. I mean, you're. You, I mean, yeah. I don't necessarily know that I agree with that. I think Billy's making a lot less mistakes than he did at the beginning of the year with some of the yeah. fourth down stuff, some of the two point stuff. That's just kind of been weird. Some of the some of the decisions to um, continue to throw the ball when the running mm-hmm. game was working well. I do think he's improved there. I think Mike Norvell's called pretty phenomenal games this year. Florida State is well behind both Miami. Um, and some other teams that they played really, really well. And I think a lot of the reason that Florida State has been able to play well is because he has schemed a lot of stuff open. So I'll say that from an, you know, as far as defensively, I don't think our scheme on defense is great. I do think from an offensive perspective, Florida State's been really, really good because of Norvell's coaching. So, yeah. I, you know, and I'm not saying that he's like leaps and bounds better than Napier as an X's no. nose guy or anything like but I do think that that has been an advantage for Florida as far as a, a coaching perspective. As far as the – so you you mentioned this, and this is where – you know, and maybe we, we – you know, maybe you even agree with these numbers. Uh, Florida State's offense right now, based on advanced analytics, the FPI, Florida State's offense ranks number 12 in the country, and Florida's is 18, right? So, like, not that far off, not, right? Not Pretty far similar. off. Mm-hmm. Um, slight edge to Florida State, again, probably because of the passing game. Right. defensively is where it ha- is a, a pretty large gap, right? This is full season results, so it has trended up. Uh, Florida State 32, uh, uh, Florida 69. Yeah. So Florida State right around the top 25% and Florida right around the top 50%. So I, honestly, they you know, at 69, you're saying Florida's defense is very average mm-hmm. and Florida State's is probably somewhere between average and good, right? Yeah. So, and I think that's fair. I don't, no, yeah. I, I, think don't, that's fair. I don't think either one of those are way off. No. Like, I don't think either. like, oh, no, Florida's got a top 40 defense or no, no Florida's a bottom 100 or anything like that. Like, I think that both of those are pretty fair. Yeah, so, no, I think they're pretty fair. And I think that's probably where the edge comes in. Like, I think that. And that, honestly, that, Florida's number is a factor between games where they were god-awful, like far, far worse than 69th. And then. Yeah coupled with games where they were far better than 69th and it ends up at this average. So I think for Florida, it's a weird, the average sounds correct, but it's a weird stat for me for, for Florida because the, they have been one extreme or the other, essentially like very rarely have they had a game that's in the middle where their defense looks like 
you know, middle of the road defense. They're generally either pretty good or God awful terrible. There's not yeah. really been a whole and lot of in between there. I even think that's been some somewhat of an issue in games. Like I, you Correct. know, so yeah. I think A and M the defense was pretty bad in the first half, and yeah. the second half is when they were really really good. And so like I. Not only has that been like a full season thing, like USF game really oh, it's bad. Been a game. So game. Florida, this South Carolina game was probably the most complete game that Florida has played. But even when you look at AM, I want to say like I'd have to pull the the quarter breakdowns up, but I want to say that Florida won three of four quarters against Texas AM. So therefore it was enough to win the ball game because in three quarters they did what they needed to do, but it wasn't a complete game. I think South Carolina was probably the the best game that they've put together. I guess maybe Missouri too, but I, I Missouri I think is a worse opponent than South Carolina just across the board. So let's look at the South Carolina game. But yeah, in general, defense decent or awful, awful, awful. And it we have seen both within the same game. Rarely have we seen a complete game from this Florida team. Yeah. So I think that's the, you know, if they're now, I mean, you know, it's like any other game, special teams are big, like Florida special teams wasn't very good on Saturday. So if, you know, if you have special teams errors or you have a lot of turnovers like that can obviously impact things. If both teams play a fairly even game, a game like this is coming down to like, which defense makes one more stop, you mm-hmm. know, who does something ridiculous, you know, with their legs, like, AR's got a, I think AR's got a 75 yard run this year and Jordan Travis is 71 yard run. So they both done like, some pretty crazy things, you know? And so I think that uh, that's kind of how it lines up and we'll see, you know, we'll see if anybody goes out and um, chokes on a cupcake this weekend, which we can talk about that now, but, uh, or yeah, I guess we can talk about last week's games real quick. Uh, You talked about South Carolina a little bit. Florida state comes out and beats Syracuse. uh, What was it? 38 to three uh, in a game again, third straight blowout in a row. Uh, game that was not competitive um, at all. Florida State was up fourteen to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Uh, they did give uh, up a field goal in the second quarter, but then went on a twenty-four to nothing run to end the game at thirty-eight to three. Jordan Travis passed for, ran, and caught a touchdown in the same game. That was kind of fun, um, just for you know the heck of it. But not a ton of drama. Um, by, uh, by 10 minutes to go in the first quarter, Florida state had a 75% chance to win. Um, by the end of the first quarter, uh, Florida state had a 83% chance to win. And then by halftime, it was up in the nineties. So not a ton of drama. I I do like when second halves are boring, which you guys get to experience that this weekend too. Um, (laughs) give me time to just scroll around and see what else is going on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought they played really, really well. Again, you know, I don't think Syracuse is a great team. They uh, did have a good start to the year, but they've kind of been, you know, tailing off here a little bit. But you went on the road. You were a seven-point favorite, and you, you know, beat the spread by a ton on, on the road and a, a place that you've struggled recently. So uh, I thought it was a good win. I, you know, at the end of the day, it was, you know, you went out. Like I said, I think Florida State's the, – the thing that they've done the best, and I think they do have a couple of wins that they shouldn't have, right? Like – the LSU game, the Louisville game, whatever. But I do think when Florida State's played bad teams, they've just beat the crap out of them. And that's just something that is not necessarily common. You know, I I think that, you know, 
it's it's surprising to me that Florida State hasn't really had a letdown game. Mm-hmm. And I say that, and then you know, obviously they play a big one this weekend against it. Um, I mean, I don't think Louisiana is very good, but they play a, a game that they need to not have a letdown against, right? right with Florida coming in the week after. Um, saying that, like, I think things would have to go drastically off the rails for, yeah. for Florida State to lose this game. I mean, uh, you know, so um, Louisiana has losses to Southern Miss, South Alabama, Rice, Troy. I, I, you know, crazy things happen, but I, you know, I, I don't right. really foresee a, a situation where they lose this. I think they have a, about a 93, 95% chance to win. So we'll see. It's, I think it's really about like getting guys out, getting guys through the game, um, staying healthy and getting to getting to Ravelry week. Yeah. <laughs> I do I, like the fact that we, I do like the fact that we do have a cupcake this week. Last year we had to go on the road to Boston college. Uh, we played Miami and then Boston college and then Florida in back to back to back weeks. And, um, I don't think the result would have necessarily been any different, but it would have been nice to have nice a, cupcake to have a game. tune-up game. Yeah, before you before you played Florida, I don't remember who you guys played. You know, twenty one. It was football. more than likely Vanderbilt. So, but. um, so no, you guys had Missouri that weekend. Oh, okay. Was, yeah. So basically, how it, and and also Mullen getting fired and yeah, you know lots in of between craziness all that. that. So. Yeah, so I do like the fact that we have a tune-up game at home. Yeah. I think that's good. Just you know, it's obviously a short week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a short week for both teams, though. So, anyway, um, yeah. thoughts well, on Bandy this weekend? Um, well, let's talk about South Carolina a little bit first. Um, so Florida beat South Carolina thirty-eight-six. Um, this is a really good game for Florida, both offensively and defensively. First, I'm going to tell you my one criticism, which I'm Florida's special teams have got to get better. Um, in my opinion, I, I, they gave up South Carolina, ran a fake punt. They scored on for six. Uh, it's hard to judge special teams against South Carolina because it's a Beamer. And, uh, I believe South Carolina has one of the top special team, like efficiency ratings in the country. I'd have to pull that up, but they're a very, very good special teams, uh, team. However, I don't think that Florida has been a very good special teams team this year. So that's something I would like to see improve, but offensively and defensively, Florida got a lot better. Florida had three rushers hit the hundred yard mark. Last time that happened was 1984. Just, you know, for some context there. Um, I, uh, Oh, wow. We did that in August. Well, Florida did did it was in 1984. Um, the defense had their best game by far, as we talked before, started out with, um, uh, three and out and really kind of never looked back. And then Florida's offense kind of continued to pad the lead. There was a point where Florida forced three straight turnovers um, in the second half. That is what basically put the game out of reach. Um, but I, you know, I think that Florida came to play. I think that Anthony Richardson didn't have to be the big man on this. He contributed to it, right? Florida had 281 first half rushing yards. Um the defense forced three and outs on, um, you know, way more than they have the whole rest of the season. Anthony Richardson figured out how to just manage the game instead of trying to be the hero, be the guy. I think that that's a lesson that he has struggled with a little bit this season. Um, back to defense, they actually made adjustments. And that's the, this is now maybe the second, potentially the third game where we've seen them make 
in-game adjustments, which is also something that we've talked about on this show that we felt like really wasn't happening at all in the beginning of the season. Florida, until the last two games, Florida's third quarter has been atrocious every game that they've played this season, which tells me that there was not a lot of adjustment going on in the locker room at halftime. I do think that that has started to trend in the right direction. Um, Trevor Etienne, he is going to be a problem in the SEC. All right. He has shown a lot of potential over the course of this year, but I, I don't know if you saw highlights of that 85 yard touchdown run, but he's, he's good. And you t- couple that with Johnson, Florida has, and Richardson, who obviously, you know, is capable of running as well. That uh, there's a lot of power in Florida's back backfield. Um, Vanderbilt will be an interesting, uh, you know, it is a cupcake, but it's also a conference opponent. So you can't overlook it. Florida tends to play Vanderbilt closely more often than I would, would like their run defense is mediocre. So the good news is, is that if Florida's uh, running attack is anything like it's been the last couple of weeks that should put the game out of reach uh, for Vanderbilt. But uh, you know, and I expect them to kind of keep it on the ground. I would, be surprised if they get up there and do something, you know, wild away from the game plan, because that's what, where Florida has found some consistency and success is that running game. And I think that Anthony Richardson loosens up a little bit uh, when he's allowed to run and that's an option for him on the table. So hopefully that that will continue, but you know, South Carolina, good game. They played their most complete game. They're making improvements. Let's see if it continues against Vanderbilt, who, like you've said before, they, they've got to beat the teams that they should beat. This is a team they should beat handily. They did that against South Carolina. They did that against Missouri. They did that against Texas A&M. Let's see if they can continue with Vanderbilt. Yeah, Vandy ranks 68th overall. We were looking at the FPI. They ranked 68th overall in offense. So, yeah, like 50 spots behind Florida's offense. And then 105th in defense. So, yeah. again, that's... 36 spots behind um, UF's defense. Uh, yeah, it would be a massive problem. I, I think that, uh, you know, even even strength on strength, U.S. offense is, you know, 86, 87 spots ahead of Vandy's defense. And then even UF's defense, which hasn't been great. Right. Actually, those actually match up fairly well. Like So Vandy's offense is the 68th best, and Florida's defense is the 69th best. So, I mean, that said, I could, you know, Vandy's offense has actually, you know, actually started the year fairly well. Mm -hmm. Um, They, you know, Vandy, I want to say Vandy put up uh, a good number of points, like the opener against Hawaii. I mean, obviously you're playing Hawaii there. So like that only means so much, but yeah, I mean, they've had games where they've scored 63, 42, they scored 25 on Wake Forest, 38 on Northern Illinois. They scored 28 on Ole Miss. They've struggled recently. They did get 24 against Kentucky and 27 against South Carolina. Yeah. Um, but I think if Florida can hold Vandy under 21, that's a that's a win. And I don't even I, yeah I you know I think they're going to win either way. I don't really think it yeah. matters. But I think that if if you win this game 27 to 24, I mean it's a win. But I yeah. think you're like man like there's no way Vandy should stick around here. Like Florida's offense should should really score every single you know anytime that they want to. And, and really kind of beat Vandy down. So I think Florida should win this something like, th- like similar to last week, 38. I think Vandy's offense might be a little bit better. They're playing at home, probably have some trick stuff they pull out. 
you know, I, I don't know. I, right. 38 to 17, 38 to 14, something like that. Like never in question. Yep. Maybe it's like 10 to 7 after the end of the first quarter and Florida fans are like crying like crazy on the timeline, like fire everybody. And then, you know, they, you know, go on a, uh, uh, a 20 or a 31 to seven run to end the game. <laughs> so that's yeah, probably I mean, exactly what will happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Florida should just absolutely have their way with Vandy this weekend. And, and yeah, a close game is, is a problem. Cause not Vandy a great thing. Not, right. Not good. No. Um, Although they did beat Kentucky last week. So, and crazy transitive property happen. says they should win then. Well, yeah. So, yeah, I, I thought they played, you know, <laughs> that game was fun. You know, if you, you know, you're probably not uh, – they're probably not pulling up two upsets like that in a week or, no. or in a row. <laughs> if they would yeah, have wanted a chance this weekend, they should have lost last week. So, um, okay, cool. Let's do some picks. We might wrap up a little bit early this week. You had a great weekend picks. You should have taken that deal I gave you where you got all the points if you won. Mm. But you still did get a lot. So, congratulations to you. You went 6-3 and three on the week. I went 2-7. and seven. We both got FSU correct. At six and a half, uh, we both pushed on LSU and Arkansas. Um, neither of Vegas us got knew Louisville. what they were doing with that game. Yep. Neither of us got Louisville uh, against Clemson. Neither of us got Alabama. Ole Miss kept that close and really kind of peed down their leg, or they should have won that. Uh, you got UCF plus two. They ended up winning that game outright. They'll go to the AAC championship. Um, neither of us got Georgia Tech. Miami won that game outright. If they can win either of their last two games against Clemson or Pittsburgh, they'll make a bowl. Obviously, Pittsburgh mm-hmm. is really the only one that I think they have a chance of. Yeah. Um, you got UF minus eight, correct? You got Texas minus seven. You got Wake minus three and a half. And then we both got Auburn. Uh, AM will not go bowling this year. Jimbo and Mike Norvell I still have the same honestly- number of SEC wins. I think that Jimbo is basically about 365 days ahead of where Miami's going to be. Uh, I think this is an NIL casualty. I just think he's in real time. I think he's Florida State 2.0. I think he's checked out. We'll see. So, total scores, uh, you caught up a little bit. You were down by eight. Math is good there. And now just down by four. So I am at 49 and 33 and you're at 45 and 37. So you're back in it, but you only have a couple of weeks to, Oh, we got bowl season. Yeah. There's like a billion yeah. points left. Yeah, uh, Florida state minus 24 against Louisiana. If there's anything they've done well, it's beat down bad teams. I think they cover this pretty easily. Um, I tend to agree. Um, TCU is a two and a half. Point I wanted favorite. to pick Louisville, but I really can't. No. No, there, there's no Louisiana. chance. Sorry. The, now they'll cover like at late, late uh, backdoor. Right. A touchdown at the end. Yeah. TCU is a two and a half point favorite at Baylor. TCU, if they win out, can get in the playoff. I'm going to take Baylor here. To, I was going to gonna say, give upset. me Baylor. Also, TCU wow. fans came for me this week a little bit. So you call them overrated? Um, I just I tweeted TCU is not good. Um that like sparks some fires there. I I just, here's my thing. And I guess not good is maybe a little bit of a stretch, but when I think about the top teams in college football, 
I think Ohio State destroys TCU. I think Michigan destroys TCU. I think LSU destroys TCU. I think Alabama destroys TCU. I think Tennessee destroys TCU. I think Georgia destroys TCU. I think Oregon beats TCU. Like I think about, and that makes me think, God, I don't want to see this team in the playoff. And like, kudos for them for for being undefeated. That's not a that is not a um, easy feat, right? Regardless of the conference you're in, it's very difficult to run the table. They have so far this season. I tip my hat to you. I still don't think you're a great team. I think that you play in a pretty crappy conference and you're undefeated. I, I just I still don't think you're good, but. That was a real problem for some TCU fans this week. Sorry. Yeah. So I want Baylor to upset them. Same, same, same. kind of same reasons. I didn't have to fight them on Twitter. I'm glad you wore that uh, for me. But uh, yeah, you I, go, didn't, go I didn't realize I was stirring the pot, but I apparently was stirring the pot. They're like baby UCF fans, what you're saying. Um, Legit, Clemson, yeah. Clemson's, a me the most. Clemson's a 19 point favorite against Miami at home. I'll take Clemson here. God, we're going to pick all the same teams. I've picked Clemson too. I would never pick Miami in that. Yeah, no chance. It could be 28. I think over I would, 28. No. I think at 29, I'd take Miami. Just I thinking don't they know. get like a late touchdown. Um, NC I State am enjoying is a, watching this complete like debacle though. Dude, Florida. okay, so check this out. If, if Miami like, – obviously, I don't want them to make a bowl because though I think it's less important, it is still – I agree with you. It is still important. Um I also think that their coaching staff sucks. And so like, yeah, I like I'd, love for the, I'd love for them to have more time with those kids, but the bowl <laughs> projection, if Miami makes a bowl, the bowl projection is Miami against Liberty in Tampa. Can we go? Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get you. A, I'll get you a Liberty shirt for Christmas. Perfect. So. Oh my God. Uh, yes. We'll go. <laughs> that would be so amazing to watch Liberty go up and down. Oh my God. That would, cause you know, like, and you know, to Miami's credit, I mean, Liberty might win, you know, in a, in a regular game anyway, but you know, Miami would have so many guys like hit the uh, pole and, and, and yes. Liberty be like playing like it was their Super Bowl, Super right? Like, cause you're playing hundred percent. Oh, it would oh my be God. amazing. So yeah, like I'm, we have Miami I'm similar to passed out on the floor at Mon. So, so I am, well, we might be as well. So, uh, I, <laughs> but Liberty <laughs> will not be, that is, yeah, Liberty won't be, there. Liberty, Liberty will not we'll have to be. take our Liberty shirts off before we go there. So, um, <laughs> the, uh, but you know, if for that to happen, I got to cheer for Pittsburgh. I got to cheer for Miami to beat Pittsburgh. Uh, so it's tough, right? Like it's, it is tough. Yeah. Like, do I want them to miss a bowl or lose to Liberty? Anyway, we'll see. Uh, NC state is a four point favorite at Louisville. I'll let you go first. Like, we keep picking the same thing. I've already written mine down, but you can go first here. I'm taking NC state. Okay, I took Louisville. So for, okay. we well, there we go. There's one. USC is a two and a half point favorite against UCLA. USC and UCLA both ranked fairly highly. Give me uh, UCLA. Teams, yeah, still trying to kind of fight for a uh, for a playoff spot. I'll take USC just so we can be different there. Okay. Um, Oregon's a three point favorite at Utah. Oregon lost last week to Washington. I do think Give they me Utah. Back. Yeah, I think they bounce back, and, and Oregon does get the win. Well, I was gonna pick Utah this whole until Oregon lost last week, and I was like, ah, awesome. okay. Well, back back. I would like the Utah win to look even better for Florida, so give me Utah. Happen. Go, go, Oregon. Uh, and then this one was tough to find. I had to scroll off of the top twenty-five list to, you know, how ESPN automatically does the top twenty-five. So I had to go into the, you know, scroll down or others. Um, UF minus fourteen against Vandy. Give me UF. 
I like UF as well in this one. So because I bet on UF, I had to, I made the the others joke. Um, mm-hmm. All right, you got anything else before we get out of here? I don't think so. Uh, okay, I've got one more one more hypothetical for you. Let's look at it. Okay. So let's say let me pull this up because I was talking with somebody else about this today. Um, I was trying to put some stuff together. Spoiler alert: If you guys are watching this late, then you know I know you're a diehard, so I'm not really worried about this info getting out. Cause I'm going to put out a video tomorrow. That's kind of on this, but I was trying to figure out, you know, like you always look at these bowl scenarios. And I was trying to figure mm-hmm. out the, the scenario that would get Florida state to the orange bowl. Okay. And the only way that would happen is essentially if Clemson makes the playoff and then Florida state's the next highest ranked ACC team, they would, that's just how, you know, like they take the neck, like the sugar, sure. right? Yeah. Same mm-hmm. thing with the SEC. So I was trying to like look through, like, is that realistic? Is it realistic that, that Clemson could make the playoff? Um, the ranking, has the rankings come out yet? Or is it 9 p.m. tonight? Um, or has that, I don't think they have. I, I haven't seen, I I haven't seen them, the but they do come out tonight. So Clemson needs to jump some teams for that to happen. They yeah. are behind Alabama and LSU. And I think they'll jump both of those teams. If Clemson wins out, they're going to have a top 15 win against UNC. Um, and Alabama and, and LSU are going to be either off or LSU is going to lose to Georgia, which I, I don't think that's very controversial. So I think that would happen. Um, TCU, if they lose a game and finish with the same record as Clemson, I think Clemson gets in over them. Here's the two big questions. If Michigan and Tennessee – are both one loss teams? Tennessee. Who get, like, ten, Tennessee. So there's three, I don't think it's even close. There's three teams and you get two spots. So you've got mm-hmm. one loss Tennessee to Georgia. Mm-hmm. You've got one loss Michigan to Ohio State, another mm-hmm. big loss. And then a one loss Clemson, who is a conference champion, which it seems like the playoff has always kind of given some. They do favor the conference champions, I think, so, in general. So do you think – so in my scenario, I think Tennessee and Clemson get in there, and I think Michigan gets the short end of the stick. Yeah, Be- I agree with that. I think that's what happens. Um, so I don't think I don't think that Michigan's strength of schedule is – like, and this is literally spitballing, so you can pull these up and tell me what it is, but I don't think that there's any way Michigan's strength of schedule is even remotely close to what Tennessee's is. Tennessee has played Georgia – beaten LSU, who is going to be appearing in that conference championship against Georgia, and beaten Alabama. They Those wins by themselves are more impressive than any win that Michigan has on their schedule. And I think no. that one loss is is equal to the loss that, we're, that hypothetically Michigan's taking to Ohio State in here. So... Yeah. I just can't see a way I could see, you know, I I think it's, you know, the playoff is so much about what have you done for me lately? Uh, Mm -hmm. And the one thing I left out of that is the, I think the PAC 12 kind of cannibalizes itself, like, you know, Oregon, like UCLA and USC, somebody's going to eliminate themselves from that. And then when Oregon plays one of those, and then there's a conference championship, like I think it all just kind of like falls down. So if one of those teams runs the table, then you're talking about, a one loss Oregon or a one loss USC. And, and I don't think a one that. loss Pac 10 team or Pac 12 team can get in. I think they would, I think as the Pac 12, you, unless it's a fluky year, I think you have to run the table in that conference 
to get in. I don't think that a one-loss conference champion from the Pac-12 gets into the playoffs. I think a one-loss conference champion from the ACC in most years can get in, but I don't think that you, that's the case really with uh, the Pac-12. Here's why I'm just not sure about that is because USC is number seven right now. And yeah. so, like, I, I think that if USC wins out, they're going to have wins against, right now, number 14 UCLA. They're going to have a win against Oregon or Utah in the championship game, which is also going to be a top 10 team. Mm -hmm. if, if if one team does win out, they're going to have, like, three ranked wins in a row. Yeah. I feel like that, you know, and all they've got to do at that point is jump over a TCU that will probably lose, a Michigan. Yeah, I think like, I think they would get it, you know. So I don't know. There's a lot to see, and it always, always works. Itself I mean, out. it always but. gets wild, right? And the crazy thing is, too, is that the way that they that the playoff committee votes is that it's supposed to be if the playoffs were this week, where would we put people? So because that's the thought process coming in each week, where you ranked previously in the week doesn't have to matter at all, and I think sometimes doesn't matter to these to the playoff committee at all. So it's hard to predict. It's hard to say, okay, well, they're at seven. So if there's one or two losses ahead of them, I can, and then they win their conference champion, I can see them jumping, but it's not the BCS, right? It's not something that there is a formula at all. This committee could literally wake up today and be like, you know what? I don't know. Screw it. I think so-and-so passes the eye test better yeah. therein. So it is, which is kind of my problem with there being a playoff committee, right? Is that there is no, continuity in the decision-making process in this at all. But, no. I, you know, I, I want to know, do you think, do you think that it is at all a possibility that there is a three SEC playoff? I think, no, I don't think there is. I think that um, what will keep, it out is that I don't think there's enough chaos to go on mm -hmm. to, to make it happen. Right. I think that if LSU beats Georgia, which that's to me, that's really the only way that it can happen. I, it I is the only I, way I just, that it can happen. I think. Yeah. So I, I don't think that an Alabama can, can get in by winning no. games here. So I think that if Tennessee beats Georgia, Georgia, I'm sorry, LSU, no, beats LSU. Georgia. Uh huh. I think they're going to decide between Tennessee and LSU. And I think, well, that's tough. I think so LSU, I, I think. We've seen it both ways, right? We've seen different things happen. We've seen the loser go. We've also seen the team that stayed home that didn't dance in the conference championship get to go too. Like we've seen it, specifically in the SEC, we've seen both scenarios play out. So what we've not seen is that, that underdog team win the Winning. SEC. So, so here's here's what I here's what I think. I think that you're going to have a one loss Big Ten champ, and you're going to have a one loss ACC champ, and there's a chance you have a one loss Pac-12 too that could kind of convolute it right, like USC kind of win it out and stuff. So I don't think like so. Let's I, say I, Ohio State beats Michigan, right? They're in without a let's, doubt. I mean, they're undefeated, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's no they're way they're in. Yeah. Let's say LSU beats UGA barely. All right. Let's UGA's say in. UGA is definitely in. Let's say the Pac 12 has cannibalized themselves and Clemson loses in the ACC championship game. Is there a scenario where you have Georgia, LSU, Tennessee, and Ohio State? Georgia, Tennessee, LSU. 
I mean, if if there's enough chaos to go on, yes. Otherwise, yeah. I don't I don't think so. Like I think that you know, I really don't know which way they would go because it feels like every other year something different, right? Different. If, it's, mm-hmm. if more is it more important what have you done for me lately or is the is the Tennessee LSU head to head still what's most important? Um, or is it how, the eye how did, because it's a, how did that, that's a different comparison? And how did that Georgia LSU game go? Like I think if if LSU just like played their absolute best game and really like went toe to toe with Georgia, that would be one thing as compared to like say what Georgia if LSU just beats the pants off Georgia. So okay, so like if Georgia was playing and had like three or four injuries and that's how LSU ended up winning, I think Let's that say LSU head to head LSU out. beats them by two touchdowns. Does Georgia still get in? I think Georgia and Tennessee get in. I'm sorry, I think Georgia LSU. Georgia and LSU get in. But that'd be a wild one. That's yeah, a, I, mean, I know. I I'm also kind of, don't listen, think I, I also don't think most years. I think that that makes it more fun. I don't think LSU has a chance. I just yeah, I mean, I don't. Like, I don't think that LSU beats Georgia either. However, I am always a proponent of chaos. Yeah, I don't think they have a shot. So, not trying to be negative about your scenario, but that it would be fun. Yeah, and man, the complaints would be loud. So. Yeah, but I still don't think I yeah, all that said, I, I don't see a way that it realistically happens with three. Yeah. I, would I just love think you're gonna avoid have... a scenario where we have our first two playoff games decided by the end of the first quarter. I mean, that's typically what ends up happening anyway. I know. <laughs> I yeah, like... and then we still have people yelling about expanding the playoffs. So yeah, but I'm excited for this weekend. Excited to see some more stuff shake out. I gotta see what make we can it get this going. Weekend, but I'm I'm halfway through this week. There's this you is almost crazy... got forty uh, percent. All right. So... Well, I'm halfway to, <laughs> through my to do list of this week. How about that? Good stuff. If you watched, if you listened, if you can hit the share button, thumbs up, like, wherever you're at, retweet. It doesn't matter. Thanks for Me hanging out. Directed with TJ. Yeah. No, I get enough of those, so no worries. Um, all those sent to Allie. We'll be back next week. Talk about our teams going 2-0 and and then uh, rivalry week. So have fun. Go Noles. Go Gators. Oh, I thought you were going to forgot to say it. You, you-